We've all got fears. Some of them are rational and some may be irrational. I don't like spiders and that is a very rational fear to me. But on today's show, we're gonna address some of the more common financial fears that retirees may have. And we'll give you a few tips on how to cope with these fears. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, we're glad to have you back on My Retirement Clarity. This podcast always helping to educate you in the world of financial and retirement planning. We always do that with Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management there in Macon, Georgia. You can find them online, myretirementclarity.com. Lee, what's going on today? Not a whole lot, man. I feel like we should be doing this episode around Halloween because we're talking about <laughs> financial fears. So yes, should be an interesting, interesting show because we've all got money worries and things that we worry about. So yeah, it's pretty pretty good show. Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, any way to avoid having some kind of fear or emotion around money. So, you know, even if you if you're not alone, I guess is the best kind of way yeah, to start this conversation. Exactly. Even for somebody that's got, you know, I mean, we always think that only people that don't really have a lot of money are the ones that worry about money. That is absolutely not the case. I would tell you somebody comes into my office that doesn't have a lot of money and somebody that has a bunch of money they got a lot of times they have the same fears. So yeah, it's, it's money is all relative. Well, we got a list of uh, the most common fears that are out there around money. We're going to talk about how you should address these within your, fi- uh, your retirement plan. And if you have questions for Lee, myretirementclarity.com is our website. That's where we put all our podcasts, a lot of other great resources there as well. But if you want to schedule a meeting, just start with talkwithlee.com. Again, talkwithlee.com. Get on this calendar and start that process. All right. The number one fear, I, don't, I guess these aren't in any particular order, but I would guess the number one fear for most people is that you're going to run out of money before you die, right? Yeah, I, this this is a, a very very common one, and and I think it's probably you know I mean it's something as as financial planners we all try to protect against. You know, all of our software is set up to sort of project out what things are going to be like in 20, 30, 40 years from now, and and see if there's enough money left you know when, when you pass away so I, I think probably I, this industry that i'm in could be partly to blame for that fear because we're telling everybody that you need to to plan properly so you don't run out of money and and, and that certainly is true i don't know if i've ever seen any stats that actually show how many people actually run out of money before they die because i i just don't see that very often uh, do do some people spend down their accounts more than others sure they do uh, that that certainly happens, but but I don't see people spend until they until they run out of money. I think it's happened. I've seen maybe one client do it uh, in in sixteen or seventeen years, and she knew she was on that track because I told her all the time. I was like, "This is not sustainable." But she was fine with it because she had a pension, and she wound up spending down all of her money, but she still had the pension. But I, I would say. There's probably a lot of people that, and this to me is a bigger problem, a lot of people that run out of money as soon as they retire because they never saved anything. They retire, they've got little or no savings, and and now they're completely dependent on Social Security, and more and more people are going down this path. And to me, this is probably 
a bigger issue than somebody just spending everything that that they have. I think that's probably a more common event. Yeah, it makes sense when you when you lay it out like that. But it is definitely a fear that we all possess going into retirement. All right, uh, fear number two here: blowing through our entire nest egg to pay for our nursing home care. I know that's a big worry for a lot of people. Yeah, th- this is a valid concern. It really is, and um, it, it's something that actually does happen way more often. Uh, than people just sort of running out of money, like we just talked about because of overspending. Uh, nursing home care and and sort of the end-of-life care, it doesn't really have to be nursing home. It could be assisted living or in-home care, whatever it is. All of this stuff is so expensive that it's very difficult to sort of self-fund these things. Um, I looked at a, a website, several websites. You can find similar information, but one called caring.com. According to them, the average cost of a nursing home in the United States is $7,756 per month. And Hmm. and in Georgia, where we are, it's $6,722 per month. And and these are huge numbers. And I don't think most people are aware of how quickly a nest egg can go away if they were in one of these type of situations. But people think, hey, I got $300,000 or $500,000, I'll be fine. I think if you do the math, you're going to be surprised at how quickly that money can can go away. Um, of course, you know a traditional long-term care policy is one possible solution, but I'm going to give you a stat that will tell you why there's a big problem. Okay. The stats tell us that 75% of Americans that are over the age of 65 are probably going to wind up needing some type of custodial care hmm. before they die. But only 10% of these people carry long-term care insurance. Um, and I think it's, you know, because a lot of people think that a long-term care situation is only going to happen to somebody else. It's not going to happen to me, so they don't plan for it. Long-term care insurance, a traditional policy, it's expensive. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't buy it. Uh, and we've talked in the past that there are some alternative ways that people can help pay for this type of care in the future. There's certain life insurance policies that will actually let you dip into the death benefit while you're still living to pay for some of these things. And and this can certainly help a lot, Ben, but you got to remember if if you're drawing down from a death benefit that somebody needs when you pass away, that, you know, there's not going to be as much money for the, for the survivor of, of, mm-hmm. of the beneficiary of that policy. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration. But on the flip side, if you never use it for long-term care, you never paid a long-term care premium either. So, you know, again, this whole area is just one of the things where there's there's no magic solution. But I would just encourage you, if you're listening, just to be prepared. Think through things if something happens, because you could deplete your savings very quickly uh, and wind up, you know, going into a Medicaid bed. And that's something that you don't, you know, none of my clients want to wind up on Medicaid. And, and don't get this confused with Medicare, because it's a totally different thing. Medicaid is something that, generally speaking, is for for poorer people. Uh, you got to spend down your assets, and it gets really complicated really quickly. So just do the math, take into consideration, and be pre- as prepared as you possibly can. Yeah, got to be prepared. All right, let's talk taxes then. Uh, we do that quite a bit here on the show, but one of the fears when it comes to taxes is that you're going to end up paying more than you have to. And, and I guess that, that definitely is a worry, Lee, because if you're not doing your tax planning, that could definitely be the case. Yeah, this really should be a concern for everybody. Um, 
you know, I talk about taxes on a daily basis because uh, I'm a firm believer that taxes have nowhere to go but up. And, and really all you have to do is look around at the way our government spends money. Uh, we've got fewer people filing a tax return. We got fewer people paying federal taxes and, and our spending is increasing exponentially. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you, and, and I, gosh, I say it all the time. I know I sound like a broken record. If you've got a qualified retirement account that's growing on a tax deferred basis, like an IRA, a 401k or a 403b or something like that, that account has got a bullseye on it. And somewhere up in Washington right now, there's a couple of congressmen, you know, all these politicians, they're in a back room somewhere trying to figure out how they can get more and more tax revenue from us. And retirement accounts are going to be one of the first places that they go. Uh, and, and this is, you know, this is why I'm a big fan of people converting their money over to a, you know, a tax-free status, like a, a Roth IRA, you know, or something like that. That's getting money from a, a tax me in the future to tax me never status is a, that's a great, you know, that's, that's what everybody should be uh, at, at least doing the math and make sure it, your situation makes sense for you to do that because mm -hmm. they're, they're coming, they're coming. And that, and that's, this is probably, am I right, Ben? This is where you're going to ask me about the book <laughs> diffuse. <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, you, you, you don't just talk about taxes and why it's important to plan. You actually try to assist people and, and it starts with this, this book you have. Right. And, and, and one of the, uh, let me go ahead and give the information. Diffuse. Text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050. And if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've heard me go over this a thousand times. But it's that important because I, I'm very, very passionate because taxes are going to increase. And I think I, I'm going to be sitting here in five years or 10 years from now and talking talking back. Oh, you remember back in 2023 when tax rates were this and people are going to go, yeah, that that was the good old days. Hmm. I really think that's coming. So be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, we're saying that about interest rates right now, right? Or mortgage rates right now. That was yeah. those were the good old days back in 2021. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Be the same yeah. thing with taxes soon. All right. Yep. Let's continue on our biggest financial fears. Um, there are some people that the legacy is so important to them that you know they do worry that if they they they're not going to be able to leave behind as much as they want to to their kids. Yeah, this one is a little bit tricky, and I talked about it on a, a recent podcast, maybe in the last month or so. I, it's just many times I, I see a lot of people continue to sacrifice their retirement lifestyle to make sure they leave the most amount of money they can leave to their kids. And, and for some reason, I think people, we sort of see it as a financial obligation to to leave our kids with, with a certain amount of money. Um, and it's not in a rule book. You know, it, it, we don't have to. We don't have to leave them all of our money. We don't have to leave them any of our money. But we love our kids. We want our kids to do better than us financially, you know, through their lifetime. Probably the same way that our parents wanted us to do better than them financially. Um, and, and I'm certainly not going to tell somebody that they can't leave money to their kids. But what I don't want is I don't want anybody to sacrifice their retirement lifestyle just to leave their kids a more money when they pass away. You know, if your kids were honest, they'd probably tell you they'd rather you spend the money, enjoy it while you still can. Uh, and this is, you know, that's something, again, I talked about in a recent episode. Um, and, and what I am seeing finally is more and more people 
are telling me, hey, the kids are going to get what's left, but our retirement is the priority. And, and I, I hope that trend continues um, because our kids didn't work for our money. We did. So spend it. Make sure you, you maximize your retirement and, and set things up to where the kids get, get what's left. Uh, you don't have to just blow it all right before you die to leave them nothing, but just enjoy your, you know, this fourth quarter of your life if that's the stage of life that you're in. Hey, folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control, their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So, we've written a book called Diffuse. Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Now, yep. this next one, Lee, I think is one that um, is really probably being felt by a lot of people right now. And with the market, the way it's been, if, you've, if you're heading into retirement at this point, you might have that fear that I'm going to have to reduce the quality of, of life that I wanted to live and, and, and maybe not do a lot of the things I wanted to in retirement. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is a fear that's probably become a little more prevalent uh, in society over the last 15 or 20 years. And I think prior to this, you know, if I think back, um, and and I know 20 years ago, I wasn't in the business, but I I don't know that that many people expected to sort of keep the same standard of living in retirement. Back then, not as many people retired with debt, so they didn't really have the same income needs. 20 years ago, there weren't as many retirement communities as there are right now. But I think people have seen family members who, you know, either parents or grandparents or other relatives who didn't do anything to stay active. They quit their job, stayed at home, and they didn't do a whole lot. Um, So I think the world has changed a little bit. Now with the economy the way it is, people are thinking, oh, gosh, am I going to have to cut back on my retirement lifestyle? And hopefully not, because you know, the market markets are cyclical. The economy is cyclical. Uh, if you've planned accordingly, you're, you're going to be fine. And so a lot of people don't want to take that, that reduction of lifestyle when they, when they retire. Um, now we've got all these retirement resources, you know, websites and magazines and things like that. They tell us all the time about all cool things we can do in retirement. And so that makes us want to keep that lifestyle or even some, for some people increase their lifestyle in retirement. Um, and I'm not talking necessarily about spending more money, but I'm talking about the level of enjoyment in retirement. And I, I don't know about you, Ben, but some of the things that these retirement communities offer sound like a blast to me. And, and I've shared it before on the show that um, my family, we went and visited my mother-in-law at her retirement community in Arizona, maybe four or five years ago. And after about three days, I told Pam, I told my wife, I'm like, I, I figured this I figured this place out. This is just like college. 
except I don't have to go to class. And so I, I think these kind of places are going to continue to flourish. They're going to continue to see high demand. And so the quality of lifestyle in retirement is going to continue to remain high, I think, for as long as possible. So, yeah, people don't really want to step back in lifestyle if they don't have to. No, absolutely not. You've worked so hard. You don't want to have to change your plans last minute. All right. Uh, last one here on my list, Lee. Uh, for, for people that, that uh, you know, are looking to get to retirement and want to save money. There, there is a fear among some people that, you know, they're just worried they won't find the right advisor, that maybe they'll find someone that they might take advantage of them or, or just won't have their best interests in mind. So how do you help someone that has that worry of just, I don't want to, I don't want to find someone because I just don't know who to trust. Yeah, that, that it is a concern for a lot of people. And, and some people just aren't very trusting of others. Uh, they're always going to be suspicious. And I don't know that you're going to, change that person's um, outlook on, on, on people or their opinion about other people or advisors or whoever it is. For somebody like that who, who is uh, does have that concern, I would say probably your best avenue would be to talk to somebody that you know who has been working with somebody for a long time and there's a certain level of trust there. Um, you know, at at our firm, I mean, I, I'm a fiduciary. Now that word gets tossed around in this industry all the time. Um, and so I think it's lost a little bit of its its luster, so to speak. Uh, but a fiduciary is somebody, I have a legal binding obligation to do what's right for a client. I operate by that standard and not a suitability standard. A suitability standard means as long as I do something that's suitable for somebody based on their age or, or whatever, then then that's okay. But that's not the standard that I, I don't want suitable because I don't even know what suitable means. I just want to do what's right for my client. Uh, and I think most advisors, um, I, I think most advisors pretty much have um, that as their objective. Now, there are some people, unfortunately, that take advantage and do steal people's money and, and it makes it tougher for all of us. But, you know, that's one of the reasons that, that we custody all of our clients' assets at TD Ameritrade. So even if I wanted to steal somebody's money, I couldn't because I, I don't I don't have the money. It's held somewhere else. TD Ameritrade protects my client's money from me or from a money manager. So, mm -hmm. you know, you want to make sure those those safeguards are in place. But you know, talk to somebody that has an advisor that they like and trust and that's probably the first person that you should call. Well, if you want to talk with Lee, find out what he can offer you and, and find out what services uh, might benefit you as you try to prepare for retirement. Talkwithlee.com is the website. Just visit that. You'll be able to get on the schedule and uh, find a time that works for you. All right. Mailback question from Emily Lee that came in this week from Macon. She says, I'm 60 and I'm probably retiring in five to six years. Should I start converting as much of my IRA to Roth as I can? Good question. Um, I don't know that I can answer it fully because I, I don't I don't know what your income is right now, and I don't know what it's going to be like in five or six years. But what I would tell you that that's going to happen within five or six years are the the tax brackets that we are in now are going to revert back to what they were prior to the the Trump tax cuts uh, at the end of two thousand twenty five. Those that that is going to sunset and we're going to go back to the higher brackets. Most of the brackets are going to go higher. So, you know, it's kind of a catch 22, Emily, because I don't know exactly 
what what your income is now and what it's going to look like when you retire. That's the missing piece of the puzzle for me to give you a concrete answer. But in general, you know I love a Roth IRA, and if and if the numbers work for you and you can kind of project out and you'll sort of be in the same bracket, then absolutely I would convert as much money as I could between now and then. Great question, Emily. If you want to sit down with Lee and sort that out for yourself, again, talkwithlee.com is the website. You can also visit myretirementclarity.com. Find all of our podcasts there online, plus learn more about JL Perkins Wealth Management there online. And again, the phone number. Leave that with you before we get out of here, 478-254-3550. All right, Lee, thanks for your time as always today. Um, it was maybe may would have been a better fit around Halloween, but I think it still works now because got to address these as soon as possible. You got it. You can't, you can't run from them. You can't run from <laughs> these fears. You got to face them. Absolutely, you cannot. Well, thanks you, thank you for listening to My Retirement Clarity. For Lee Perkins over at JL Perkins Wealth Management, I'm Ben George. Take care. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.